0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08 and it's the final day of at least this sitting of... The Day One Rat yet and therefore the final day of Popit Popic Parliament. You're with Lynn and Sherad, where we of course are going through highlights from the Day One yet So first up, a question about efforts being taken to address online gambling activities. Home Affairs Minister Datuk Sri Saifuddin Nasution Ismail emphasized the need to amend gambling laws that haven't changed since they were first introduced in
1: 1953. 1953. Sekarang 2023 Akta 1953 ni tak pernah dipindah Siapa yang patut pindah? Parlimen Tapi pindahan tu tak berlaku Ada usaha 2019 Tapi sangat perlahan 1953 Judi masa tu mungkin belaga ayam aja. Sekarang ni Dutup-Pertua Judi atas talian Kalau polis nak ambil tindakan Mereka challenge di mahkamah Judi atas talian tak termasuk Dalam akta rumah judi terbuka dan akta pertaruhan Mereka menang Apa lagi kita buat? Kita blok akses kepada website. 2021 sehingga Mei 2023, kita dah blok 2,119 laman web. Tapi Tuan Pertua, kita blok. Lepas tu dia ada mirror site pula. Sebab itu pasukan polis mesti 2-3 langkah ke hadapan. Kita create public awareness. Orang awam jangan terlibat. Tapi channel Telegram, kalau yang, yang mak buka Telegram, kita tak minta dia invite kita dengan aktiviti Setiap masa, setiap saat dia invite Tapi kalau kerajaan blok telegram Kita dikatakan tidak business friendly Ini ancaman baru Bila kita sebut soal ini Sebab itu, saya bagi jaminan Tekad politik baru, kerajaan baru ini Pertama, undang-undang yang lama itu Kita mesti lakukan pindaan Dan lakukan segera Dia tak boleh perlahan
2: in a follow up question, Sungai Bulo MP Dato Ramanan Ramakrishnan asked whether political patronage is preventing authorities from taking firmer action against online gambling syndicates. In a somewhat surprising and emphatic, uh, with, some, sorry, with somewhat uh, surprising and emphatic candor, the Home Minister confirmed that this was in fact the biggest problem.
1: Hal ini bukan hanya negara kita. Satu dunia dengan ledakan teknologi baru ini berdepan dengan perkara ini. Tak kira lah Amerika ke Eropah ke sebut lah Untuk saya berdiri di sini mengatakan Malaysia ini aktiviti online uh, illegal, online gambling ini bebas daripada political patronage, orang akan ketahualkan kita. Ia memang wujud elemen naungan politik ke atas. players ini ada. Affirmatively ada Dari situlah datang influence dan protection Dari situlah datang corruption and bribery Dari situlah wujudnya tipis political will Untuk mengadakan dan membaharui Tekad untuk memerangi perkara ini habis-habisan Jadi pusingan dia adalah Players dinaungi Dan dia membalas dia punya political master Political master melindungi dia supaya tindakan tak diambil Contoh, maklumat dibocorkan. Polis faham sungguh-sungguh tentang pattern ini, wujud. Ya, bahkan kita akan tengok, semak balik apakah wujud kelulusan-kelulusan baru, lesen-lesen baru umpamanya. Ataupun wujud atau tidak, naungan-naungan ini yang membabitkan orang politik tertentu. Tuan Dipertua, saya nak sebut bahawa ya, political patronis ini adalah kekangan terbesar yang dihadapi oleh KDN oleh pasukan polis dan oleh kerajaan seluruhnya
0: that was Home Affairs Minister Dr Sri Saifuddin Nasution Ismail saying that actually political patronage is the biggest hurdle in the fight against illegal online gambling.
2: Next up, the issue of COVID-19 vaccine wastage. Um, RASA MP Kachi, Cha Ki Chin wanted to know what measures are being taken to improve the confidence of Malaysians to take booster doses in order to prevent wastage. Here's Deputy Health Minister Lukisman Awang Sauni who started off by sharing that only 2.5% of Malaysians have taken taking their second booster.
3: Ketika ini tahap keyakinan rakyat Malaysia untuk mendapatkan dos penggalak kedua adalah sangat-sangat rendah dan juga berdasarkan data yang telah diberikan hanya 2.5% Populasi bersamaan dengan 824,835 rakyat Malaysia mendapatkan dos booster ataupun penggalak yang kedua. Manakala uh, berkenaan tentang apakah langkah-langkah yang telah dilaksanakan oleh kerajaan berkenaan untuk menarik uh, rakyat mendapatkan uh, dos penggalak kedua dan vaksin COVID-19 adalah dengan mengadakan tempahan janji temu melalui aplikasi Mas Sejahtera dan dengan kebebasan untuk mem- memilih tarikh masa PPV dan juga jenis vaksin yang dikehendaki dan juga melaksanakan polisi open vial ataupun polisi vial terbuka di semua PPV sebagai contoh untuk vaksin Pfizer kita memerlukan sekurang-kurangnya 6 individu untuk kita open vial vaksin tersebut tetapi kini kita cuma boleh seorang yang datang ke PPV kita terus buka dan juga memberikan vaksinasi dan juga pembaziran-pembaziran menyebabkan vaksin-vaksin telah luput dan juga pelupusan vaksin-vaksin yang luput ini adalah dalam satu angka yang sangat besar 8.5 juta
0: that was Deputy Health Minister Lukan Awang Sauni. Now, just to recap, only 2.5% of the Malaysian population have taken a second booster. And then if you zoom in further on the category of kids aged between 5 and 11, that percentage drops to 0.2%. The Deputy Minister also said that over eight point five million ringgit worth of COVID-19 vaccines have expired. Uh, let us know. I mean, have you taken your second booster? And if you haven't, is there anything that could convince you? To go out and get one, uh, that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio.
2: Briefly, there was some discussion about how El Niño is impacting our food supply. Agriculture and Food Ministry Minister Datuk Sri Mohamed Sabu brought up the issue that uh, durian farmers are facing with their current crop of durians and suggested that the El Niño will be a potential factor.
3: Pertua, Fenomena El Nino ini akibatnya diantaranya kita tak tahu punca belum dibuat, kajian khas. Tapi durian sekarang masuk musangking ada tumpuk-tumpuk hitam di dalamnya menyebabkan ada yang pengimport merasakan mereka hentikan sementara. Karena ada tumpuk-tumpuk hitam, adakah daripada perubahan cuaca ini? Dan durian uh, musangking sekarang agak murah lah. Orang ramai boleh makan karena dianya keluar banyak. Tapi ada sedikit yang dikatakan kalau kita makan pun tidak berbahaya.
0: That was Matsabu, Sabu, Minister for Agriculture and Food Security, talking about durian. Let us know, uh, have you observed these black dots in your durians, uh, or have you been enjoying and taking advantage of the dip in prices? If I look around PJ and the popularly the popular spots for durian, it looks more like people are really taking
2: advantage so of anything. So these are not black spots. But I must say, I think durian-obsessed people, chances are they'll just eat around the black spot. Durian-obsessed people are a category unto themselves. But yeah, anyway,
0: yes. let us know. Um, black dots in durians, have you seen them? Have you been enjoying the dip in durian price? Is it something you've noticed? Uh, that number to call again, double seven double three two nine hundred. Uh Voice note zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. and tweet us at BFM Radio.
2: Next up, fireworks. Back in February, the Cabinet agreed to legalise firecrackers and fireworks. So today there was a question about how many individuals have been found to still be operating illegally or failing to comply with the law. Here's Deputy Home Minister Datuk Sri Dr. Shamsul Anwar Nasara uh, giving a rundown of the rules and regulations.
4: April <laughs> 2023, Sebanyak 387 pertuduhan di bawah Akta Bahan Letupan 1957 telah dirujuk ke Timbalan Pertawa Raya. Manakala bagi jumlah individu yang dijatuhkan hukuman bagi menjual bunga api dan mercun secara haram bagi tahun 2021 hingga 2023 adalah seramai 675 orang. Semua aktiviti pembakaran bunga api dan mercun mesti mengikut peraturan-peraturan yang ditetapkan. Dan uh, ketika ini kita hanya benarkan pada musim-musim perayaan tentu saja Atau acara-acara yang uh, dibenarkan Mana-mana pihak yang melanggari peraturan-peraturan yang ditetapkan Kita akan ambil tindakan. Malah pihak-pihak yang uh, mahu terlibat dengan industri ini Mesti mematuhi syarat-syarat tentu Misalnya, kalau di negara ini tidak ada syarikat uh, yang buat bunga api setakat hari ini uh, Tapi uh, ada 27 syarikat yang hanya dibenarkan, mengimport. Itu pun mengimport uh, terhad kepada 45 jenis uh, bunga api jenis happy bomb termasuk pop-pop yang uh, dibenarkan daripada negara China saja. Maknanya kawalan uh, yang kita buat memang ketat untuk menjaga keselamatan. Terima kasih.
0: That was Dr. Sri Dr. Shamsul Anwar Nasara, Deputy Minister of Home Affairs. Now, a follow-up question that unfortunately went unanswered was whether legalisation will then lead to fireworks becoming an inherent part of our culture. So, okay, it wasn't answered in the hall, but we wanted to put that question to you. will Will playing with fireworks be part of your family tradition during festive occasions now that it's legal? In fact, has it always been, despite the fact that it hasn't actually been legal? We also want to know that. You can call double seven double three 2900, WhatsApp or voice note 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. And that is it for Popit Popit Parliament, at least until the next sitting in October. Now, here's a recap of what took place. Political patronage and online gambling and how that's a huge problem, uh, in combating gambling as an issue. COVID-19 vaccine waste from people not taking their second boosters. El Nino may be causing black dots in our durians and fireworks becoming a legal part of our culture and tradition. Again, if you'd like to weigh in, you know the numbers. Keep it here, BFM 89.9.
4: Better Finance Management. BFM 89.9.
0: It is 5.38. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharad. And on Popit Popit Parliament today, it was kind of a short and sweet one. It was the final session of this sitting. And so the topics covered were also, I will say, deeply varied because we went from tackling online gambling and the Home Minister essentially saying, yeah, it's very important to us. And yes, political patronage is a significant part of why it's hard to fight. Uh, there was also talk of agriculture, specifically durian, with Matsabu saying, acknowledging the black spot situation and saying that uh, you know it might have to do with El Nino. We were asking you whether it's something you've noticed, uh, whether you've noticed a dip in price. And then also vaccines and fireworks. So lots packed into it, but a lot of varying topics, which is what's coming through in the messages as well. Um, let's start with the subject of durian because Daniel says so regarding the black spots these black spots in the flesh are known as tip burn and it usually happens when the fruiting tree receives less water and calcium during the fruit filling stage this is prevalent this year because of the prolonged hot and dry weather compared to the previous two years where rainfall was higher throughout. This dry spell will also cause D24 durians to be uh, mengkal uh, or unripe when the fruit drops.
2: Yeah, it's very interesting that, um, you know, the weather has an impact on, uh, you know, Fruits, but I, I think that's kind of besides the point. The question is, if you're used to unblemished fruit, is that something you want to buy? And I think that's where the discussions were, cons- or well, the concerns from the ministry were.
0: Well, it's not. Ju- well, it's not just unblemished fruit; it's unblemished expensive fruit because durian is different to you know, your other, your other smaller fruits. Fundamentally, eating a durian, uh, as we all know, and eating more than one in like a durian party of sorts is going to cost you more than if you got together and ate a bunch of coconuts. You know, they're just fundamentally differently priced. And I think that's where the expectation comes from
2: also. But what, so the perfect fruit sometimes uh, is there because either the the blemished fruits are uh, taken Tossed out, out. Yep. or you have some other kind of chemical process to make sure that, you know, there are no blemishes. But this obsession with the unblemished fruit, I must say, is probably not particularly healthy. And when, when you talk about the kind of trade-offs that we made, Maybe in the, in the process of uh, producing those fruit, I would say that if you were true, if you truly love durian, you would understand where these burn tips, if we, the tip burn, comes from. Thank you, Daniel. If that's true, I mean, we're taking on faith. But the, you know, the, the the question is then: it doesn't affect the quality of the fruit. I mean, if you can eat around the tip burn. Why not? So, a couple of
0: things that I want to pick up on here. Firstly, Obsession with the Unblemished Fruit can be your memoir about durians. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It could be the I, title. Imagine. I have very little to say about durians. I mean... Ah, so, that was my second question, which because I... Um, and I've said this on air before and uh, Sharmila and I have had this discussion. Oh no, you're not. So everybody knows the situation with us and Durian. We don't know about you, you're new. So I am Durian agnostic. I can uh. take it or leave it. I don't really care for it. I won't go out of my way to have it, nor will I shun it if it's in my house. I just I just don't care for it. It's there, it isn't, I don't mind.
2: Where do you stand on durian? Okay, so I, like you, am durian agnostic. I will have... I, I like the flavor of durian, but I, I just don't want so much of it. And I can accept it in other forms. So I recently was in some kampung in Selangor Sungai Besar or something like that. And I had tampoya, but not the mm. chili version of tampoya. And I liked it. I mean, it's kind of, you know, I, that I can take a durian. But... Durian dodo, I will not take. Durian cake, I will not take. Durian ice cream, I will not take. All those other forms of durian. God knows the kinds of places durian travels today. I will not because I don't see it. Uh, I haven't, haven't encountered a very successful marriage of durian with other types of flavors and other types of textures. We're not great ambassadors for this Malaysian no, not. fruit, but
0: such is life. Um, we anyways, don't have to
2: be because the obsession is... With the unblemished th- fruit. With the incre- no, I, I must say, I don't think blemishes. I don't know. I think you'd have to talk to a true durian lover to get. And if you're out there, tell us will you turn down a durian if there is. Is a tip burn if they're black spots? Black spots, yeah. But black spots sounds so. It might sound like fungus. We just call it tip burn, and I think that is probably truer to the phenomena.
0: If you love durian, that's what we want to hear from because we are just not great representatives on this conversation. Uh, meanwhile, on the subject of gambling, like I said, variety of messages. CK says, if you can't stop something, legalize and tax it. Uh, legalize it, set strict rules to control it, so that nobody can conduct such activities in illegal ways. It's a good idea, but I think it's impossible in Malaysia even after 50 years.
2: Yeah, so gambling is also deeply cultural and you know there are many ways you can make the argument that the suppression of gambling it misses much of the where the impulse comes from, right? The idea that luck has to be demonstrated, if you can demonstrate good luck, it's you know, it's all that. And um, and just the fun of it gambling has a kind of excitement right because you you have it's high stakes and you know I'm sure your adrenaline your heart pays, everything goes so you try to suppress it because you think it's a vice okay but then it just goes somewhere else and that's why we have illegal forms i think Absolutely, I would agree in legalizing. Things. I think you, 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 your point is spot on. Legalize it, regulate it. Uh, no, by legalizing it, you get to regulate it, you get to tax it. Even more important yeah. for the state, and you get to educate people. And I think this has happened in many countries that have taken on casinos, for instance. They've taken it on with the proviso that they provide people with an avenue for addiction. So they get addicted to gambling because you can get addicted to Durian, for instance, but there's no help for you. Of
0: course, part of the problem here is that sometimes the first people who are supposed to recognise that there is an addiction going on are in fact the casinos. So there are problematic things um, when it comes even to legal gambling and recognising addiction because this is the thing. Casinos are technically similar to bars, supposed to recognise when there is a cutoff point and when it is that they are supposed to offer assistance. And of course, there are inherent problems with that, with expecting the businesses that thrive on gamblers to recognise problem signs. Um, I'm not, you know, presenting this with a solution, merely saying that if we were going to have an extensive conversation about gambling, online and otherwise, legal or otherwise, it's a very complex one. It maybe requires an inside story, so we can come back to that. Um, on the subject of on the subject of fireworks, meanwhile, um, before we return to durian, because the durian people are coming in, um, Easy says, During my childhood, fireworks were allowed, very much a Chinese New Year thing, uh, but my parents and most of my relatives and I were happy. When the ban was enforced because the noise and smoke pollution caused by overzealous folks began to turn the joy of playing fireworks into increasingly a nuisance. When there was a lack of care or responsibility, naughty teenagers would throw lit firecrackers at passersby, so I'm not for lifting the ban unconditionally.
2: Yeah, part of my childhood too. Uh, not just Chinese New Year, but also Raya, because there was the Mariam Buloh uh, kind of phenomena. And in, because in, you know, you read the papers, some some kid somewhere in the country is going to lose a finger or two as a result. I don't think it, that is a, enough reason to ban these things. I mean, the Mariam Buloh thing. Um, I don't know how you. It's again, again about ed- addiction. Uh, sorry, it's about education, and it's also about whether we want to live in a nanny state. I mean, should the government and state institutions, public institutions, think that they know better than the individual and try to protect the individual against themselves and their impulses? I think often it comes down to this philosophical okay. point. Um, I would agree with you, except that firecrackers uh, or fireworks, as
0: Mizi is rightly pointing out, is not just a personal choice and problem because when it is conducted in high-density neighbourhoods, in condominiums, in... And what have you, it affects others. And I think that that's where... But then I suppose your argument would be that that would be a public nuisance complaint as opposed to a fireworks legalisation thing?
2: Yeah, and also it would be... You know, I understand the the dangers of this. I mean, it's not even fireworks. You know, those beautiful lanterns that are lit by a bit of fire and they go up and they they drift into the sky. And then sky. they pollute the sea. Yeah. <laughs> well, they pollute the sea, or they, you think, my God, what if they you know they crash into a house and let it set it alight. But there are many festivals, I and mean, fire is always part of our our society. In this in the neighborhood I lived in it was an amazing Chinese festival that ended with everything going up in flames. Um, you know, for the many years that I watched it, no. Uh, no houses burnt, as far as I can tell. But yes, these are dangers. But do, what kind of society do we want? Do we want a society where we take out all the dangers, and we take take out all the risks, or do we try to manage them so it, at least it's reasonable? We take reasonable risks with all these things.
0: So keep those thoughts coming, whether it is about durian, um, and whether you're cool with blemished fruit, with with less than perfect fruit, uh, because that's what we're getting this year, thanks to the weather. Um, we're also talking about the problem of online gambling and how to manage that, as well as uh, the legalisation of fireworks. And I think to that, it's really Sherrod's point about, are you for it or against it? Are you okay with the Or or do you expect the government to intervene on things like this? Uh, For now, at least, they are legal. uh, But for a very long time, they weren't. Anyway, let us know. Uh, We'll come back for Durian because (laughs) there's lots of messages on that. Uh, But you can call 7773 2900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio.
4: Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
0: You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Shirat who is newly entering the studio, fresh from a water break. He's making his way back to the mic, everyone. I'm giving a live report on Sherrod's <laughs> geographical
2: position. Hello, I'm, welcome I'm, back. And poor planning. <laughs> a little bit. Thank you very much. So what is necessary in this job. Water is necessary. As it is for um, durians.
0: Yes, yes. And I wanted you to be hydrated, but I also wanted everybody to understand why I was you rattling off. Shame.
2: <laughs> you wanted to shame me. That's like, how you would read it. Yeah, I was yeah. trying
0: to keep you accountable. <laughs> so, um, Anyways, as promised, uh, we have a bunch of messages that have come in on the subject of durian because Malaysians... Once you open it up to food and then our king of fruits, this tends to happen. Uh, Anyways, let's start off on the side of things with a voice note.
3: Uh, Hey, Arvin here. Uh, I too am durian agnostic. I mean, I really don't care for it. But the moment the first durian goes into my mouth, uh, then there's no stopping.
0: Arvin, I'm so sorry. I don't want to question your own identity, your durian identity, but... You're in denial,
2: right? Like I don't think you're an agnostic, uh, Arvin. You have been excommunicated. I mean, I think <laughs> uh, as I don't know what we are the the pontiffs of uh, the 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 Church of Agnostics, doing agnostic, uh, agnostic uh, yeah. yeah uh, we have excommunicated you because there's no way you can be both indifferent to the food and then once it enters your mouth, become suddenly uh, obsessed. I mean. Lynn's right. You are fanatical, and therefore, uh, uh, you're up. We thank you for the voice note, but the, and your yeah. previous participation, your past participation <laughs> in the Church of uh, during ag- agnosticism.
0: So a lot of people actually chiming in about the blemish or the tip burn, um, the black spots that we're talking about today. Raymond says, just pack it into a plastic container. It may taste better. The burn mark may mean that it ripened well. Uh, Julian also says, I've had blemished durian and eaten it, spots and all. Sometimes the flavour is better than
2: perfect ones. Yeah, th- so to my point about this obsession <laughs> with the beautiful, right? Okay. And, and not the strange, the, the, the weird way in which fruits, um, plants generally, but fruit also can create, uh, can be really flavorful. I think that's the focus. But we have become very visually driven and I think in our approach to food. Um, but again, you know, I can't tell somebody they should eat it if they don't, they feel repulsed by, you know, a tip burn. I mean, what 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 do you say? I mean, if you repulse, repulse. Repulsed.
0: Can I say, though, um, and return to my point from earlier, Again, acknowledging that I very often don't actually pay for durian because I don't eat it. But I know people spend in the hundreds. And I I sometimes, I really think that that affects how you imagine the fruit to look. Because, um, sure, if I'm paying a lot for something like kampung durian, which I fully expect to look very, um, quote-unquote, organic, uh, then whatever blemishes it may come with is part of what I'm paying for. If, however, I'm paying for a specific colour, a specific texture, if I've paid in the hundreds, then I think that's where this problem comes in. I'm not saying it's right. I'm merely pointing out that I think that there is a price dimension when you talk about durian.
2: Yeah, there is definitely. And expectations are greater when you pay more. There's that. But, you know, if you... if you um, told a story about a durian, and, no, no, really. If you told, don't, I know because we're both agnostic and all that. We, you know, we 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 don't respect storytelling and myths as much for yeah. this magical fruit. So, yeah, for this magical fruit, maybe other things, but but there are philosophical approaches to life that embrace imperfection. And that's where I would go. I mean, I don't think this is going to be convincing anybody uh, beyond my tiny circle of, of followers, uh, you know. But I do think there is. I mean, there's a Japanese philosophy around the idea of the imperfect, right?
0: I truly feel I'm witnessing you... Bo- like workshopping a durian book on air that's no, what it not sounds book. Like. i
2: wouldn't i wouldn't write a book but I, uh, on food I would write a book on food, but not on the durian. I think the durian has a place and it's because it is quite um, a magnificent flavor I think that's undeniable. Uh, I think what you and I are as agnostics is that. We just don't need so much of it.
0: Michael says, I loved and had too much durian as a child. Imagine my neighbour having an orchard and they don't eat durian. So I hated it for a few years. Now I eat a little just to taste the new variants, but I just let
2: my wife devour the rest as she loves it. Yeah, that's my feeling also when I'm uh, surrounded by people who love durian so much. In fact, in some ways, I think it inhibits me that I somehow feel I'm not deserving, that I don't have enough passion to deserve the next bite of the fruit, as it were. Mm, um, and then there's there's a lot of judgment,
0: <laughs> I think, around being a, a non-durian person at a durian party. It's a whole thing. Nini says, during my years growing up in Penang, I only ate durians which had been eaten by squirrels because they only eat one fruit and this would be the best pick of the durians I how do you eat them nowadays
2: that's interesting nini because yeah the, that exactly is the experience I've been to a durian orchard and i I understand this strange way in which animals pick and choose fruit um, but and I actually know people who are obsessed with fruit who Okay, never mind the burn, tip burn. But well, what about maggots? Again, this other type of you know infestation that you might have, Mitch doesn't spoil the whole fruit. It just spoils one part of it. So why not just eat around? One chapter in the book, squirrels and maggots, a tale. <laughs>
0: I... I will buy it. I will buy it. I might be the only one who buy it, but I will Tell buy him it.
2: Tell perfection.
0: <laughs> Anyways, uh, we've been talking today, kind of, I think, mostly about durian, although we've gone to some strange places. Let us know. You can call. You can send us a voice note. Tweet us. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same
4: kind, download the BFM app,